Welcome to another episode of Stand By Your Band. I'm Tom Takar, the Wolf of Dog Street, here for another week. Oh, this is very uh, appropriate for this week. Uh, and joined, as always, by the Prince of Snarkness, Tommy McNamara. How are you, Tommy? I'm doing very good. I, I want to point out a quick gripe, though. Um, oh, I already know. <laughs> so here's what happened. Our, our great guest, who has not been introduced yet, joined the Zoom, immediately complimented Tom Takar's clear glasses. Now, when she did that, I took a, my own pair of clear glasses and put them on, and not a word was spoken. Not a, oh, you, those look cool, too. Not, <laughs> you know, not that. So I'm coming in on a gripe. So- and that Joe gripe is with, <laughs> with Joe Firestone, our great guest. Joe, how are you doing? Okay, listen, Tommy. I was in speaker view, okay? So I'm not <laughs> seeing everybody at once, okay? So maybe you should speak up when you put on your props, all right? <laughs> oh, they're just props. Prop, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they are just props. They're not prescription. I don't need them. <laughs> I was you were 100% right. Because when... When I started the record, I was like, oh, no, I knew as soon as you started up what you were going to be angry about. But I did not recall you wearing the glasses before. And it goes to show how little I pay. Oh, you have another pair of glasses. Anything to say, Joe? I changed my glasses. (laughs) Yeah, I just, um, I still in speaker view. I'm so sorry. (laughs) Oh, I see them. Nice, nice, Tommy. (laughs) Joe, how have you been doing? Oh, now I get it. (laughs) <laughs> okay listen i've been doing okay i just i bought a big big ass thing at figs and guess what i found out wasps are in there what all the time yeah <laughs> this is not the update i was expecting there's a lot going on i've never bought a fig in my life i've bought a fig newton and i enjoyed that well but... they're in there too they're in the newton <laughs> but i also accidentally bought five pounds of licorice so i'm kind of getting through that day by day <laughs> These are the most whimsical problems. <laughs> yeah, trying to keep it light, trying to keep it fun. I do think that it's it's a really dark time. Like the other day I was talking to my friend and she was like, yeah, my boyfriend, he's told me he wants to die. And I was like, oh, well, what are you going to do? Like things are really dark and we're just using that as small talk now. People sure. want to die. Mm-hmm. You're like, do you, does he want any figs? Would that help? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did he hear about the wasps? <laughs> Did you try to unload some licorice on him? You know what? You know what's the cure for suicide attempts is a pure red licorice. (laughs) Oh, you you were going red licorice, huh? What do you think I am, Swedish? (laughs) Come on. When I picture licorice, I assume black. Because otherwise, red, I just think Twizzler. I, I would never even think to call it licorice. What? What are you talking about? I've never heard anybody call red licorice licorice before. What? Where are you from? What are you talking about? Britain? No, no. Tommy, please say something for once. Time in. Tommy. White knight. I don't know. I, I like uh, grape vines or what are they called? Grape vines. Red vines. <laughs> now again, you're going to purple. Like, oh, this- I heard it through the red vine. <laughs> That's like a that's the opposite version. That's like what a psycho would call blacklish licorice is grapevines. Look, we came here to today to discuss different types of licorice, and it's, yeah. <laughs> it's, um, I'm very excited. We we've done one um, movie soundtrack episode before with Shane Torres. We did Romeo and Juliet. Do you know that soundtrack, Joe? With the Baz Luhrmann. Yes. Yes. Right? Yeah. 
What what's in that? What's on that? Came up it's on. It's basically an an Evanescence album, yeah. yeah. Um, but that was the only one. And I, by the way, quick soundtrack thing I want to point out. I've, have you guys been watching Lovecraft Country? Not yet. I've, Not I'm yet. looking forward to watching it soon. But I'm watching Love really Island right now. Um, British or American? Australian right now. Huh? The, <laughs> <laughs> there's an Australian version, and the it's really good. The second season of it's really good. The American one sucks, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I, I only watched the British one. I didn't even... No, there was Australian. British is the best one by far. And then Australia, clearly the people had all watched the British one and are trying to do it. But it's not as it's not nearly as good as the British, but it's better than the American. There's something about the American one. I think the fact that it's on like CBS or something just completely ruins it. You need yeah. it to be dirty. Yeah. You, you ever known anybody that's made it onto a reality show? I don't think I have. No. My, Although my, my girlfriend the, um, uh, does know some people from one of these shows. I was friends with Joe Millionaire, but not the one that was on the show. It was just a guy named Joe Millionaire that I used to hang out with. <laughs> Tommy, I have some terrible news about your friend. Oh, no. He's a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, he's a plumber. He's a shit. Uh, anyway, um, Lovecraft Country. Oh, yeah. So they've used two different Marilyn Manson songs within the first four episodes. And I think you can't do that. I think you got to pick one if you're doing a Marilyn Manson song in your show. You know? Yeah. I think one season of every TV show should get one Marilyn Manson song. And that is my new rule. Uh, can I just say this? I really forgot that Marilyn Manson was a musical artist. <laughs> I thought he was kind of just like this kind of freaky art guy. Oh, yeah. What's That's one cool. of his main songs? Uh, the beautiful people. The beautiful people. You remember that one? How, what's the, What's the rest of it go? The beautiful people. <laughs> I, go, I don't know. Can't see the forest through the trees. <laughs> <laughs> I owned Marilyn when I was a young man. I bought Marilyn Manson's greatest hits, which is called "Lest We Forget," uh, which I thought was a very cool greatest hits title. Oh yeah. Sure. And I remember Love is another one. What are, what are the big ones? Sorry. Yeah, he does a lot of covers like Sweet Dreams, Tainted Love. He does. Uh, we he was one of our first episodes actually. Yeah, with, uh, Nate, Nate Fritzen. Fritzen. That was like episode four or something. But oh, Fridiots. The Fridiots tuned in. They were. <laughs> you would not believe how many Fridiots tuned in. <laughs> Probably about two hundred. <laughs> Wait, just 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 so I know, what are your fans called? Just so I have an awareness, Those, I can shout they them out. Like to be called piss freaks, and that is, I think disgusting but it's something tommy thought would be humorous for some reason not it's <laughs> freaks not yeah we call them piss freaks i forgot about that for a long time although there is a twitter account called stands by your band so maybe we'll Ooh. maybe we'll lean into that and get away from our uh piss uh freak nature i don't know maybe we should have a new nickname for uh for our for our listeners. Well, What's you also had name? a different one, Tom. You Tom used to call them the Stantonio Banderas. That's right, which the is Stantonio Banderas. Yeah. That's uh, maybe we should go back to that. I do That's like that good. one. But Nobody Joe seemed to like latch onto it as much <laughs> as they did the piss for some reason. <laughs> People latch onto the piss. Say, Joe, you were on an episode of this show, but it was yeah. a live episode. Live episode. 
and it was very fun. And remember live learned, episodes? <laughs> yes, when you could go to Union Hall, and oh, it was a great fun. time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was, I, you, yeah, I, I think I met some of this the Piss fans there. This was the you know, pre wasp pre. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> things what? are looking up pre wasps oh, yes. apartment. I think yeah. you're talking about pre like WAP for some reason. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's I've how we will... in my life. Yeah. We had we them. We just didn't have a name for them. Yeah. Yes. Wait, say what now? They existed before the the song. Uh, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure there was there's a lot of you know online groups. This, this is like, kind of thing. This is yeah. like when a movie comes out and somebody's like, actually, there was a book before. I'm really I'm, I'm learning a lot here. This yeah, have you guys read the book about oh, Wet and Gushy? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It was one of the Bronte sisters wrote Wet and Gushies. And <laughs> I can never remember which one. Yeah, but... the, the gushiest one, I think, wrote it. It was Lil Bronte. <laughs> <laughs> We should talk about the topic. Uh, yeah, Edith exciting. Wetton. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yes, we should. We uh, are here today. We are gathered here today oh. <laughs> to talk about the soundtrack from a film called Moonstruck. Think about that for whatever you're doing. <laughs> Put that in a bag of whatever you're doing. Cutting a piece of paper, huh? Going pee-pee, huh? Eating a couple pounds of licorice. <laughs> whatever you're doing. So I think both Tom and I had never seen this movie until you suggested this episode. Correct. Which oh. I, I know I hadn't. Um, yeah, I had not. So we did a share episode of this show with Megan Gailey, and I'm almost yeah. positive. Don't listen back if you're listening to this, because I'm positive that I said that I'd seen this movie when she brought it up, uh, which was oh, untrue. It was a falsehood. Truth about and- coming out. Because <laughs> I, I realized right away, I was like, I've never seen this, and I definitely said I did, <laughs> but I loved it. <laughs> it's it's a, one of those movies where you think, well, if I hadn't seen it before, now I've seen it. Yeah. <laughs> the second I saw it, I was like, I have seen it now. Yeah. Five episodes from now, Tommy's going to be like, and I've never seen any episodes of Lovecraft Country. He's <laughs> <laughs> full of shit. There's no Marilyn Manson in that soundtrack. <laughs> but I um, I loved it so much. And I, I what I think was so, first of all, Cher is amazing. Mm. Yes. Um, what I thought mm. was so great about it is this is a little spoiler. Um, it, it's so crazy that a movie feels so warm and it makes you feel so good when like every character in it cheats on each other and yeah. <laughs> like hurts yeah. someone very badly. But the whole time I just like felt warm and tender. It's very pleasant. Yeah. It's strange. Yeah. I really, you, really like it. Who do you, I, I'm curious who, and this is not a test to see if you watch it. I'm just curious if you haven't watched it. No, I'm not offended, but who, which character do you identify with? Very curious to know. Ooh, good question. What do you think, Tommy? Well, I, <laughs> man, I'm going to sound like a sad sack here, but I felt like Danny Aiello. <laughs> 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 I was like, I can see someone finding a, but my brother's a very passionate man and I can see someone <laughs> just leaving me forever at any point, you know? It's funny that you say that because I was going to say I identify with the Nicolas Cage character. <laughs> what the so, hell? Yeah, you better watch Emily. <laughs> because... <laughs> I'm a wolf, Tommy. I'm the wolf of Dog Street. All right. Hey, what happened to your hand? 
Oh, damn it. I don't know why I thought when I put my hand up, uh, something else would be there other than my hand. <laughs> I really thought I would see a like, weird hook or something. but I didn't um, relate to this character at all, but I really loved the John Mahoney art. Hey. I love that. you know. And this is getting... the other thing. I think of you as more of the John Mahoney type. <laughs> I think you're just saying a mean thing. <laughs> no, no, no. You're always taking out young women. <laughs> Getting glasses of water thrown in my face. And yeah. you love a big glass of vodka. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, who do you relate to? I really relate to the woman that has the very brief monologue about loving Nicolas Cage, and she works for him in the bakery. Ah, yes. I love him, but he can never know that because I never told him. I love, I, I really mm. identify. Chrissy, I believe, is her name. Mm-hmm. That is a great answer. She's my no. favorite. I just realized I have a, a, another one that's a very small moment, but it's the guy who talks about the moon so much and how he had the dream. <laughs> and that moment when he's in the moonlight and his wife goes, you know, you look like you're 25 years old. And he gets so excited. That's probably more like me. I think that's, <laughs> if I'm being honest with myself, I'm none of the main, <laughs> main ones. I'm just a weird creep in the moonlight who's always talking about how hot the moon is or whatever. <laughs> Accusing people of being at my house. <laughs> he's i'd say he's one of the greatest characters and i wonder why he never like i never saw him anything else but he's so incredible also you know the woman that plays his wife mm-hmm. so i went to a screening of moonstruck once and uh the john patrick shanley the writer of the movie mm-hmm. he was there as it like did a talk back which is always like just the people that ask questions at talk backs are or mm-hmm. need so much and we can't give it to them, but we just have to sit through them. And, but one person was asking about her and she apparently was so notoriously mean to other actresses. And at one point he was like doing a workshop with her, like for a live show. And, and this other actress, this young actress was like having trouble. And, and she like cornered John Patrick Shanley. She's like, let me talk to her. And then he was like, uh okay and then over lunch she like talked to her and then by the time lunch got done she, the girl was like in a heap on the floor like so sad and just from words that the wow. woman said that's crazy oh i would love to hear <laughs> i would love to hear that lady side we need to get her on a podcast i want to hear this whole thing what sort of means it's so funny because she seems like such a sweet lady in the movie too <laughs> i know she must be a really good actor <laughs> So is this like your favorite movie, Joe? Because I'd say it's yeah, top top five movies. Because you did, a, didn't you do a, a table read of this too? If I remember correctly, or did I, I did. I yeah, did. Yeah. Uh huh. And who um, did you play when you did that? I played various parts, but I played Chrissy. I was sure to play Chrissy. Oh yes, but, nice. Um, you know, I, I was just remembering when you guys mentioned that the that character that keeps talking about Cosmos Moon. Mm-hmm. Um, J- Joe Para played that part, and he. Ah, that's perfect. He made a point of constantly saying, that's Moonstruck, which is not a line <laughs> in the show at all. And he just kept saying, and that's Moonstruck. <laughs> Do you guys know what Moonstruck means? This is, a fun, this is a little trivia for you. No, what's it mean? So they originally this movie was not going to be called that uh and the the definition of moonstruck is uh mentally deranged supposedly by the influence of the moon 
or uh, crazed, dreamly, romantic, or bemused. Ooh. It does make sense. Ooh. Yeah. But do you guys know what the original title of the film was going to be? That's Moonstruck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's cut the that's and then I think it'll be good. It's cleaner, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Justin Timberlake. He was the guy from Social Network. <laughs> uh, the original title was going to be The Bride and the Wolf. Uh, in an earlier draft of Shanley's script, he had it named that. Yeah. The title perplexed Jewison, uh, which I assume is maybe a producer of the film. That's the director. Oh, okay. Uh, Norman Jewison. Yeah, oh, yeah. weird name. Uh, <laughs> all right. Uh, Norman Jewison. Uh, he said, I said, The Bride and the Wolf sounds like a horror film. Uh, so we had a big battle about that, and it ended up being called Moonstruck because I convinced Shanley that it was about the moon. Everybody's talking about the moon. The father's talking about the moon, the full moon. We keep shouting the moon. It should be called something. What is it? Uh, she's Moonstruck. That's a good title. It is funny knowing that they just had all that shit about the moon without that having been <laughs> the title before. The, like The guy was so obsessed with the moon and didn't even realize it. What are you talking about? We don't talk about the moon that fucking much. I don't know if you guys are um, active on Twitter, but so you know who is active on Twitter is John Patrick Shanley. Ooh. And every morning he does these videos straight to camera where he's just like, today it is cloudy. Clouds, clouds, clouds. Everybody stay safe. You understand? <laughs> Toast is the gift of life. Goodbye. And that's it. And it's like... What did we learn here? Every morning he does this. He was the first front-facing comedy video person. <laughs> he started the trend. Everyone is aping Shanley. And you got to respect him for it. I absolutely do. Um, I truly do. We should... Uh, let's hear a song from the soundtrack of this film. Uh, personally, I would like to... I think we got to start with the with the start. I think, I think we got to hear this first song because it... It, it opens with a banger, so I think we need to hear it. Uh, this is a little song called That's Amore. I know that's right. <laughs> Classic song. What an opening to a film. Oh, uh, immediately. Sets the tone. Immediately. Do you know, did you look up the one piece of trivia about this, Tom? With the Moonstruck? About to, but no, I did not. You don't have it? Because I do have I it. I don't. I love it. Go for it. Okay, so this is the, the one piece of trivia that I found. The opening title sequence was originally played on the score from La Boheme, but was changed to That's Amore because the preview drew negative test audience reaction. Many shifted uncomfortably in their seats, thinking that they had been lured into an art film. <laughs> Is how IMDb puts it. <laughs> Wait, what was the original song? Uh, it was from La Boheme, the uh, oh, okay. the opera that I think will come up later in the soundtrack. Right, yeah, right. yeah. 
but the yes. idea of them shifting uncomfortably, like, <laughs> what the hell is this? <laughs> is this art? <laughs> I just pictured you both as characters from The Simpsons. And just <laughs> that is an honor. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's quite an opening right from the get go. You go, you know what? I'm not shifting around at all. I feel so comfortable know hearing a song I already know. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'd never heard that opening part of that Samore. Me neither. Yeah. I only I've always thought of it as starting as when the moon hits your eye. Yes. Same here. I thought that they jumped right into it. I didn't know about all this weird bullshit up top. And frankly, <laughs> I started, I didn't quite shift, but I began to. Going, Who is this? What are they talking about? And then, and then luckily that moon hit my eye. Um, because that instrument. What do you think it is? If you had to guess, that's a good question. I want to hear it again, just so that I. Is it an accordion that's going on? That's probably that's part of it, but. Yeah, it's like. What is that? What the hell is that? What the hell is that? Some kind of alien instrument. (laughs) Uh, very Italian. Very good. Uh, Yeah, Dean Martian, huh? Uh, Frank's a Martian, huh? <laughs> uh, I got nothing there. <laughs> you know, I was looking for a Rat Pack Martian uh, thing, but I got I got nothing. I Rat Pack know. Martian might be the best one so far. I would that say would you be can. <laughs> Rat Pack Martian, throw back a bottle of beer. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's. Uh, Let's let's hear a little bit more uh, from the soundtrack. Something that is uh, original to the soundtrack. This is in Bobo's restaurant. Oh, so one of the best ones. Canzone por Loretta. That's just very poor. Mm-hmm. That's that's is it changing that? Ooh. I liked Bobo's. It seemed like mm-hmm. a good place to I mean, I don't I don't, how did you feel about that engagement scene? If you got proposed to in that way, Joe, how are you feeling? Honestly, I'd be so thrilled to get proposed to at this point. I'm so I'm so old. You know, it, it would just be such it would be such an honor to be proposed. Honestly, in any way, give me give me whatever they're wearing as a token of commitment. We have a surprise for you, Joe. Thank you so much. Tommy, bring Joe Millionaire in. <laughs> <laughs> been waiting in that closet door. <laughs> uh, oh no! I forgot to give him any water or air in there. <laughs> Joe Millionaire is dead. He's like a firefly. <laughs> He's all shriveled up. What are the air holes in there? Oh no! <laughs> uh oh. Well, 
Time for plan D, okay? <laughs> I, what I find so fascinating about Italian music is that they make it so, they're really good at making it feel magical and romantic. And, you know, I grew up, uh, you know, in all the sad Irish music. Even the romantic Irish songs are just so, like, so sad. <laughs> and here, these Italians Irish know what's going on. Like when Irish eyes are smiling is supposed to be nice, and it's like the saddest song you'll ever hear. <laughs> let's let's hear that because I don't know a lot of Irish music other than uh, the Cranberries are Irish, right? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're they're pretty romantic. They linger. That's a good one. Mm. Ireland needs to just make that their national anthem. <laughs> Wait, what's the song you said? When, when Irish eyes are smiling. When Irish eyes. Are smiling. Oh, this is being crushed. When Irish eyes are smiling, I, I feel really sad. <laughs> come on, yeah, that sucks. <laughs> that doesn't There's something at all. I don't about the Italians. They just figured out how to make something sound romantic, and uh, I admire them for it. Yeah, I agree. Um, before we get uh, any uh, deeper into this Moonstruck talk, we have a segment we get to. And before we get to that, I think we should take a quick break and we'll be right back with more Stand By Your Band. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Uh, we are back with more Stand By Your Band. Uh, Joe Firestone is here. We're talking about Moonstruck in case you just tuned in for some reason. <laughs> You're a fucking weirdo. But uh, we did. Uh, <clears throat> we do have our regular segment, which uh, I don't know what he's going to say for this one. But so uh, each week we go to our friend and foe of the show, Jared Thompson, the owner of the Comedy Attic in beautiful Bloomington, Indiana. He's our resident snob here to shit on whatever we are talking about usually. And uh, I'm really curious what he had to say this week uh, about Moonstruck. I, I do believe he has seen it at least. So that'll be that'll be something. So here is uh, is our regular segment. They went to Jared. What's up, y'all? It's this week's They Went to Jared. The boys are going to have Joe Firestone on defending the Moonstruck soundtrack. Um, so, you know, I, I remember this movie. I think I was like 11 when it was released, so I didn't see it until later. And I, I can't even say for sure that I've seen the movie. I think I have. <laughs> but um, So I just listened to, you know, a, a little bit of the soundtrack here and there. And uh, I want... So I'm just trying to figure out like exactly what's happening here. I mean, it could be so simple that she thinks that Dick Hyman is a funny name who <laughs> seems to be um, the composer uh, of of it. Um, there's a couple songs. Both are very good. I mean, obviously, That's Amore is... <laughs> I don't know. I don't even know why I'm doing this. Uh, the soundtrack sounds like that's a moray like the whole time and it just like 
is weird that you just sort of envision someone listening to the soundtrack and like hoping each time that the beginning sounds of that's amore are are on but it's just not that song like they just don't ever go into that's amore except for of course at the beginning of the soundtrack when that song is on there uh anyway i've had enough (laughs) i feel like i'm on like a hidden camera show that we're doing this anyway so all right i'll talk to you later thanks thanks i've had enough what is he talking about (laughs) yeah go ahead and reflect on that for a minute (laughs) he put in information that wasn't even necessary the movie came out was when i was 11 but i didn't see it then we just want to know how old he is what kind of argument is that that did tell me that jared's exactly 11 years older than me because (laughs) this movie came out the year i was born (laughs) so there was some valuable information (laughs) it is funny that now we've two of the four people who have spoken on this podcast now thought they saw the movie and were unsure it's kind of a mandela effect type of thing where no one knows if they've seen moonstruck (laughs) you think yeah but you never know (laughs) listen it's one of those movies that it's like once you see it you're like i'm so glad i saw it yes totally agree the fact is, many people don't know if they've seen it. That's, <laughs> That's, the, hard part. That's the part we're struggling with as a society. And I think if more people knew if they had seen Moonstruck or not, I don't think we'd be in this hole. Yeah, I think we'd have saved ourselves a lot. And people like Jared could have mind their own damn business. I mean, what the hell is he doing? Doesn't he have something better to do than talk about something he doesn't know what he's talking about? Say that some more. Sounds like that's some more. Well, why don't you listen, <laughs> asshole? Whoa. <laughs> you Get know what? I'm, yeah, I met him. Yeah, we talked. And now we're not talking anymore. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. Damn. Turns out he's a foe of the show. He's a show foe. <laughs> he's a, you say he's a show foe? Yeah, he's a show foe. <laughs> <laughs> what is a show foe? Show foe, follow the show. <laughs> like friend or foe. Show foe, yeah, show foe. Fo is it follow the show for show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> he is faux show a show foe, yeah. Oh, show foe. <laughs> that mofo is a show foe. <laughs> Oh, boy. All right. Let's get that trending, people. Do your thing, Twitter. Yeah, do your thing, Twitter. Get you, get you to be Shofo. <laughs> Hashtag Shofo, and people will know what you're talking about. Oh, and for sure, Jared will know. Jared says, oh, finally, people know I'm Shofo. <laughs> oh, uh, I just heard Shanley's weather report, and a storm is a brewing. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I want to point out really fast. So, uh, this, this role for, uh, Nicholas Cage was a very strange one. He, he claims, cause at the time he wanted to do more like punk film and, uh, he didn't want to do this movie. And in fact, he turned it down originally and then his agent basically forced him to do what he said. And then when he saw the finished film, he didn't know what the world would make of it. Uh, that was my era of wanting to make new wave alternative films. 
Now, my girlfriend has a theory on Nicolas Cage's performance in this movie, which is that Ryan Gosling has based his based his entire career on Wow. I think that's a good theory. It did I did see it as soon as I started mm-hmm. watching. Yeah. And and you know, she's usually wrong about everything, but this is <laughs> one of those things she said. <laughs> uh, I I like to think of him as like I I totally see what she's saying, but his performance is like, it's like emphasizing words that you'd never think to em- like, like ask me to talk about any subject and I'll do it like he did in the movie. Tommy, take it away. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about uh, chemistry? Chemistry. <laughs> we take the vials and put them in the water. <laughs> What do you think about Gatorade, Joe? Blue Gatorade. Red Gatorade. Yellow Gatorade. It's quenching my thirst. And that's just, wait, it's just, you try it. You try it. Maybe Blair Saki based her. (laughs) (laughs) She was on last week. People were very happy. Um, (laughs) That 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 sounded so much like. That's a great impression. That's, that's so true. Uh, that's maybe that's that's been a lot of his career too. Is just picking weird words. It's almost like uh, you know, I started to say it and uh, lost it. Christopher Walken is what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. Is that acting? Is you just p- say words a little differently than most people would? Yeah, I think so. And then you you put on a different shirt. <laughs> they say, oh, that's your shirt. You can't wear that on camera. Put on this shirt. <laughs> this is a secret of the pros. This is the kind of thing you don't get in most podcasts. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like the IMDb episode. <laughs> but, the, uh, you know, the age difference, I think he was like maybe 22 or something, and she and Cher was like 38. It was like some huge age mm-hmm. difference, but they were great together. Yeah, that chemistry. Uh, speaking of chemistry. <laughs> chemistry! <laughs> <laughs> No. Yeah, Cher is so great in this. I loved her voice mm-hmm. in it. I loved, yeah, I could watch it. And yeah, she won the Oscar for it and the Golden Globe. Very exciting. Uh, mm-hmm. And, you know, Jared might not have liked it when he was 11, but I think I speak for the rest of us. Jared didn't even see it when he was 11. Jared doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. <laughs> uh, I just found something uh, that goes along with what we were just talking about with Nicolas Cage. It says... Uh, the headline is Cage wasn't allowed to speak like a wolf. Uh, going along with the wolf theme, Cage said he desired to speak like John Murray's in uh, Beauty and the Beast. He had the accent and his voice was very gravelly. And I thought my, of my character in Moonstruck like a wolf who spoke with a growl. Uh, and so I was talking like that in the movie and I got a call from the director and he said, Nicholas, the, the dailies aren't working. And then I started hearing names of other actors and I thought I was going to get fired. And he had to just change. And this is what he went with. Wow. I I love his monologue about the stinking bread. Yes. <laughs> the hot He's, hole in the wall. <laughs> oh. And wait, can I just tell you guys, I wanted you guys to know about, do you guys remember Tumblr? Of yes. course. Yes. I was big into Tumblr. Well, I just found out about a new website today on Tumblr. You're, are you still on Tumblr? No, I found out it's still going. Yeah. Okay. All right. Low budget beasts. Tumblr.com takes Beauty and the Beast bad ones, the worst ones, puts them up on a website. <laughs> really good. When you wait, what do you mean when you say that they take the the worst 
Beauty and the Beast. Like, the, the like from the musicals, <laughs> local productions of the musicals. And boy, people have different interpretations of what to do with that character. Ooh, real doozies. I am looking I at it right now. Up. Yeah. Yeah, let's see if we can. I wonder if there's any audio we can hear of people doing it. <laughs> I'm very curious now. Yeah, the mm-hmm. thing I've learned about podcasts, kind of, you know, and the way to succeed in them is to bring up kind of a visual thing. <laughs> and to leave it out there for people to think about, you know, maybe switch off, go to that. It's kind of it's my thing. Low budget beasts, <laughs> low budget beasts.tumblr.com. <laughs> Uh, oh my God! The, here's what's wrong. So immediately the pictures are very funny. Um, they are so funny, and it is so visual, and you have to see it. So just if you just even search low rent, if you just Google low rent uh, Beauty and the Beast, I, I'm finding a lot of really really funny looking beast masks that are so scary. Some of them. <laughs> well, usually what we do with our podcast is we tell people light a candle, close your eyes for the whole thing. But this time we want you oh. to open your eyes and look up this website. You know, it's, get a. It's video. interesting that people are trying to relax when they're hearing Jared. <laughs> Damn, I'm out there make an enemy, huh? I Guess I'm it. not going to Bloomington anytime soon. <laughs> mm. Oh my God! Oh, let's hear. Uh, let's hear some more music. Let's yeah. hear some more. Let's hope this is that Tamore uh, music. <laughs> mm-hmm. And also, it's funny that uh, I didn't even realize that the name was Dick Hyman. And I even reading it, I wasn't like, "Oh, that's a fun name." Like I did, I did not catch mm. it. What if that was the reason I brought this on? <laughs> I said, "Oh, I got a juicy little sex joke for them." They're gonna mix. They're gonna mix the two things that almost never blend because of well, the bro the broken part and the fixed part. Look, <laughs> that is so. This would be so funny to think like, oh, I know Joe's sense of humor. She's <laughs> an hour talking about that wet ass. <laughs> the old shock jock Joe Firestone. At <laughs> it again. They don't call him sloppy Joe for nothing. <laughs> oh, you're gonna love this next composer. His name's Uterus Testicle. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa's name was Hyman. Is anything there? <laughs> that is true. Yeah, my mom's well, dead. Is there anything there? Tommy <laughs> Hyman, huh? That's how yeah, that's how that works. Yeah, yeah that's how that works. <laughs> Uh, let's hear a song that I don't know what this is going to sound like. I just really like the name of it. Let's listen to Mr. Moon. This is the one that I encourage people to use as a soundtrack to anything. Yes. Okay, so if you're making soup, put that on. If you're blinking at somebody, put that on. If you're going into surgery, put that on. And you're going to think, what? Well, I'm having a jolly life. <laughs> it would be very unsettling if the doctor put it on That's right what, before surgery. <laughs> exactly, I was thinking the same thing. Really? I would not feel good. Because I feel like there's going to be some like weird whistle, and that's him like, <laughs> up your ribs. <laughs> Tom, will you queue up the start of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Here we, uh, here we go. You're going to feel a very sharp pain. 
Oh, I see what you're saying. <laughs> and we're putting you under. <laughs> do, it, do, do another one and I'll... Uh, oh no, the anesthesiologist is out sick. Well, still going to go through with it. <laughs> there we go. That's good. That, have you guys ever, did you ever watch uh, Sherlock? Wait, which it's, one was Sherlock? The Benedict Cumberbatch? The Benedict Cumberbatch. I, I watched two seasons of that and I really liked it. Oh my gosh, it's so good. But okay, can you look up the song for that? The the Moriarty, the, not the Moriarty, the Sherlock theme song? Yes. Because that really sets a tone no matter what you're doing. If you put that on, Ooh. you think, damn, I'm really intense. <laughs> oh, it's so hard because they made so many damn. This is the one with Robert Downey. Uh, oh. When the moon hits your eye like a big pizza pie, more. Yes, it's Sherlock. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Sherlock. <laughs> is that what you're talking about? Wait, yeah. Yes. Yes. So if you're just walking to buy some milk, it's like, and you're thinking, what do you think? You're thinking, I'm buying blood, (laughs) not milk, a big carton of blood. I'm starting to think that Joe didn't have any licorice at all. She she has a bunch of blood that she's trying to hide, so she caked it into licorice. That's what I did. It's called red licorice. <laughs> heard that through the grapevine. <laughs> uh, we just heard Mr. Moon. It's a great name. I really love the name Mr. Moon. What a great, what a great soundtrack. It's here. Sailor Listen, Moon's husband. <laughs> Is there a Mr. Please Moon? Please call me Mr. Moon. <laughs> if you guys had to have a Mr. and then a, like a some kind of noun... Mm-hmm. For your comedy name, if you couldn't keep going by your name, like, like I think mine, if I had to guess, would be um, something like uh, Miss Cream. <laughs> I like that. I think I'd go Mr. Shopvac. And then I could be the guy who follows the prop act who's really messy on stage. And I'm just like zooming around with my shop back. And then I like accidentally poof it all over my face. Like I hit the reverse button. And that's my main. <laughs> I'm like a reliever comedy act. I only go up for like two minutes, but I do it <laughs> the show. <laughs> Tommy, what do you think? I, th- I think I'd go with, um, is Mr. Mustafeles taken? Has anyone done that? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'd go with Mr. Dice. So people thought it was Andrew Dice Clay being formal, but it's just me. <laughs> Wait, could we? Them. Could we listen to Magical Mr. Mustafeles? Could I? I'm going to introduce Tommy on stage, okay? <laughs> So, okay. So, Tommy, could you give me one credit while I just a credit? Uh, Anything you want to plug? Yeah, host of Stand By Your Band. Mm, okay, okay. Only, That's only a podcast. Host, only That's host a, of Stand yeah, By Your Band. Only host. Okay. <laughs> okay. So, uh, this next comic coming to the stage, he's hilarious. He's the only host of Stand By Your Band. Uh, put your hands together for Mr. Mistopheles. Ought to ask magical Mr. Mistopheles, <laughs> the original conjuring cat. There can be no doubt about that. Please listen to me and don't scoff. All his inventions are off his own bat. There's no such cat in the metropolis. He holds all the patent monopolies for performing. This is about four minutes long. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe we'll skip ahead in the middle of that. No. <laughs> <laughs> 
I just thought of another one. I, I it'd be kind of fun to be Mister Havisham, <laughs> and you just talk about how crazy your ex-wife is. Uh, fellas, you ever leave the house for thirty years? You come home, the house has been preserved. Fellas, where are my fellas at? Ladies, do you ever stay home? <laughs> Uh, or uh, or the marvelous Mister Maisel. That could, that's good. You guys miss stand up, or what's going on? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've been doing I've been doing these park shows, Joe, and some of them are good, and some of them are bad. But are you screaming to people? Like you have to be far away from them, right? You have to be far away from um. Some of them, there's microphones now. So uh. those are kind of nice because there's the prop of a microphone. The ones that are on rooftops are kind of like real shows. So that's fun. Yeah, that makes sense. Are you in Are you in New York? Yeah. You just not do you don't want to do any of these? I, I don't have any. I don't remember any jokes I've ever told in my life. And I don't have any jokes now. So I don't know what I would say. But that, also um, the Dick Hyman thing you've been doing. Oh, yeah, the Dick Hyman <laughs> thing. Hey, do you guys... You guys ever pick your favorite album based on on what generals you've touched? <laughs> Jared, this was for you, okay? <laughs> and then this guy knows what I'm talking about. You should go back to the attic and make a whole hour just <laughs> Dick Hyman. <laughs> this one's for Jared. Do you miss it, Joe? Or no? No, I I don't really miss it, but I I think that I do miss the social aspect of it. I, mm-hmm. I miss like seeing people that and like talking with people normally. Cause now I'm like, I like, whenever I talk to people, I'm like, Oh, do you guys, I shit my pants. And do you guys want to talk about how dirty you are? And it's like, there's <laughs> no uh, barrier of what's socially normal anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm like spilling. I'm like, and I've had a cut. I think it's infected instead of being like, <laughs> how are you? What's up? And doing bits. I like have no filter anymore. Yeah. Which is bad. Yeah. Do you guys have this? Oh, for sure. Well, I was, mm-hmm. I've been saying I have become so socially bad that I ended up playing Never Have I Ever with people recently, which is like, that is desperate. <laughs> How bad has your social skills gotten that you've reverted back to when you're a freshman in college? Like, like what do we, maybe, maybe if we flip a cup and just shut up. <laughs> uh yeah, it's uh, it's not good. But I, I totally know what you mean about the social thing. And I realized that's most of why I started doing the shows is I did a couple and it got me seeing people again. And, and also it got me out of the house. I was I yeah. like I've been biking and it's the only reason I have to leave the house. So I started putting avails into places just because of that. And then I get to the show, and if they're like, hey, there's not actually a show, we're canceling, I'm like, that's the best thing ever. (laughs) Are you doing it, Tommy? I've done a few, yeah. I've done the park ones, which I, they stress me out a lot, just because it's like that feeling of when you did an ambush show at a bar where the people didn't want to hear it, but it's like even worse because they're literally just having to have like a peaceful time in the park, (laughs) and you're like, what if I talked about me? loudly you know um but i did one that was like set up and in like a back patio and that one was so fun tom you did that too yeah, right? yeah. The wacky kevin, shack. Uh, that show is great kevin casey uh, white it's called the whack shack or whack oh shack. yeah and that felt like a real show and just like the feeling of like 
pre-show music and like all yeah. that. It like brought me back to a life I had forgotten, <laughs> and it made me yeah. very happy. And like getting treated nicely by someone like someone mm. on the show because the show is at a bodega basically they have their backyard that they give up for this and they told they put an x on your hand and they're like just tell the bodega guy like the owner he's working the the register just you're allowed to like grab beers and stuff and and just tell him you're on the show and i walked up to the counter with beers in my hand and i was like Hey, they told me to say this, but I'll just pay you. I don't feel good. And then yeah. he was like, "No, no, no! You're a performer. You you get to you just walk on, buddy." And it was <laughs> so nice. He should start oh taking like <laughs> paper towels and shit. Like, all right, yeah, I'm a performer. I'll take this shampoo and yeah. <laughs> kitty litter. I, yeah, I'm gonna drink this. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, I forgot about that part. Wow. Yeah, that part's fun. But uh, yeah, most of it's bad and it's all going to go away again. And uh, it doesn't matter. It's kind of nice, though, to do a couple. And then you're like, oh, now I'm just going to stay in my home for two days straight again and not and not do anything because I've gotten I need so much less social interaction than I used to. Yeah. Are you, so you're <laughs> like a social camel. Camels, camels only need so much. Uh, social oh, yeah. Yeah, there's no. <laughs> There's no leap here. It's just that camels are also, they don't need a lot of social interaction. Well, Tom, you did that bit where your catchphrase is, I'm a social camel. Watch my hump. <laughs> <laughs> you hump the stool, right? <laughs> I love camel. <laughs> yeah, that's, the, that's the only bummer about these park shows. There's no stool to hump. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have been bringing my own. and it's, They make a fold-out one. Uh, <laughs> It's really nice. There's this brand. Uh, it's it's for hacks. <laughs> it's really nice of them to do it. There is um an instinct thing that I realized that I forgot about. Where so my girlfriend for her work she has a temperature like one of the temperature guns that takes your temperature, and I think it's a very fun thing to play with. Um, and I treat it as a toy. And I was like, oh, it'd be really funny if I brought this on stage and took my temperature on stage. And then I was like, maybe I shouldn't bring anything that has the word gun in it on stage in front of a lot of people because that is terrifying. I'm like, look at this gun. Oh no. <laughs> like that is a bad idea yeah, yeah did you end up doing it oh no I, I i was like wait what if everyone thought i said gun and started running and i was like <laughs> yeah. the worst guy in the world i've got this gun <laughs> it says i'm okay <laughs> uh that is uh i'm all right i think it's <laughs> that is we should hear some more music because uh, we have a uh, we're already, I think, like almost an hour into this. Wow. <laughs> I, I, this is crazy. Uh, I, I definitely thought this would be much more laborious of a topic. <laughs> oh, we should bring up this fact, Joe. So usually when we have a, our topic, we put it on Facebook and ask what people think of it. Yeah. And we read their comments on the show. Uh-huh. And we asked what people thought of the Moonstruck comment. <laughs> there was one comment from me with a gif from the movie, hoping that would inspire people to come yeah. in and talk about it. Yeah. No one else commented. No one did. I do think, so I put it on Facebook. This is another segment we go to that is for the first time in Stand By Your Band history. <laughs> <laughs> Three years of this show. <laughs> Nope. Yeah, I thought maybe I was wrong. It is uh, totally dry Facebook. <laughs> we 
did get one comment on the Twitter because we put it on the Twitter too. Or we got well, two comments. <laughs> um, let's see what we got there. Overall. We got um, one from Ron Trenbath. When I asked, does anyone have any thoughts on the Moonstruck soundtrack? He just said, no, no, I don't. Right, right. And then, Joe, I, I think you said- like... <laughs> Hate Ron too. He's on my fucking Jared list. Stand by your band are not gonna like that. And a new the, a uh, new show folk. The other comment I think you'll like, which is fun instrumentals like Mr. Noon, I think it's supposed to be Moon, that your dog can dance to. Yes. I feel like that's mm. good. I like that. I like that. My dog's not dancing right now though. He's he's kind of laying down. What kind of dog do you have, Joe? He looks like a Yorkie that ate another Yorkie. <laughs> Is, are yeah. you saying he's like a fat Yorkie? He's a really fat. Yorkies are supposed to be nine pounds and he's 25. Oh Hell my yeah. God. That is <laughs> wild. I grew up with Yorkies are like the main dog that my mom likes. So I've, I've always been a Yorkie man. But yeah, they're often very tiny. A 25 pound Yorkie is quite, uh, quite a feat. And Let me yeah. ask, would this track as a joke if I said York Yorkie? Like Chris Christie is the joke. <laughs> nope. Yeah. No, it tracks. It tracks once you tell us. And it certainly tracks. Say yeah. that last part. Yeah. yeah. So it's funny, right? <laughs> what about Yorkie York and the Barky Bunch? Is that, is that yes, that's kind of what we're talking about. That's that's one of those things you say. Oh, listen up, Jared. That's that's the kind of that's what you call a joke. But he's not Mark Wahlberg. is not fat. That doesn't make any sense. Oh, I see. I wasn't. I didn't. Uh, oh, who you're going for? Oh. I don't see meat. Uh, so mm. I didn't understand that Chris Christie was a uh, was a mm. reference. Um, but I now I see it, and it boy does it fucking trash. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, call this cross country because boy, does this fucking track. <laughs> now that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's a joke. This is the show where we decide and figure out together what is a joke. <laughs> Today has been a long failure for me. You know, it started with the glasses, ended with this York Yorkie business. Uh, I, I'm not, I'm not having a good batting average. But uh. let me ask you this: You guys have names for your episodes? Uh, we just name it the the. Like what we're covering in the guest. Can I? Can I have a name for this one? Yeah, I want. I want this one to be called jokes, but I want it to be spelled G I O K E, like Italian. Okay, jokes. <laughs> Firestone. Um, we should hear another song, and uh, I. Actually, I'm gonna let you pick. So let's let's play like four songs because there's so many that we uh, didn't get to. But I think uh, I'm just gonna play one real fast, and then I'll let you just pick four the, the, the randomly off of here. Uh, I want to play L- "Lament for Johnny's Mama." <laughs> That's got me lamenting. Mm. Do you know she's got the greatest? It's like so. So the the mother is she's uh, she's dying, and that's why you know Johnny goes to to visit her, 
And then and uh, he's like weeping over her. He's clearly like a mama's boy. And then she does the greatest gesture of all film history. And I, I'm going to do it. Maybe you guys could describe it. So it's this. She sits up in bed. Then she goes. <laughs> <laughs> like waving. Almost. It's, like a, it's like a vertical wave as opposed to the standard horizontal wave. But it also it, it brings to mind the puppet master. <laughs> And the way they play with the strings up and down uh, is how I would describe it. And that batting average is not going up anymore. But uh, (laughs) I do want to point out that uh, this will interest all parties. Jared Thompson has weighed in on the Facebook. (gasps) What do we have from Jared? He has has, um, what's happened so far. (laughs) He said he's making fun of the fact that no one commented. And he said, honestly, this couldn't have gone any better. (laughs) That is a show foe. Yeah. And that <laughs> that comment has more reacts than the fucking post. That okay, so I had actually I want I want you to call him. <laughs> I want you to call him on speakerphone right now. See if he picks up. And if not, I want to leave a message. Please okay. do it, Tom. <laughs> All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Give me one second here. Hey, you're on speaker with uh, with Joe Firestone, who who has some choice words for you. Oh no! <laughs> no, you all know, you all know, you punk. What the hell are you talking about? Oh, you can't hear. I just realized he can't hear you because I have my head. Bumped. You tell him. You tell him what I just said exactly. Hold on, let me do this. No, no, you tell him what I said exactly. Tom, you relay it. <laughs> Damn it! One second. Is that doing it? Hey, Jared. Still not working. Damn it! Uh, <laughs> the bust. Unless this will work. Built-in outs. I mean, I think, I think that the Facebook <laughs> This is what inspired... Uh... Pretty much proved <laughs> that, this, this, that my voicemail was correct. Damn it. I wish that we could hear... Hold on. I'll just... I'll relay. I wanted to... Okay, I'm back. I'll uh... go slow. I'll go slow. <laughs> okay. She said she'll go slow. Hey, Jared. Hey, Jared. Uh... Oh, wait. Did you hear that? I don't know why I'm, like, terrified of her. Like, yeah, you should be. You should be, you son of a bitch. You should be. <laughs> Did you hear that? I, I can hear her, yes. Okay. I'm terrified, but yes. Jared, I want you to, I want to know if you've actually ever seen the movie. Well, you know, I, I say in my voicemail that I don't think that I have. Yeah, I don't think you have either. But I want to know one thing, and that is, uh, what what would you think would be a cool choice? What's a cool choice for an album? The Goo Goo Dolls? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, it seems like you could have picked. I mean, all right, Joe. What did you? Li- what was your favorite band when you were in tenth grade? I didn't listen to music. <laughs> dickhead or whatever his name is <laughs> soundtrack here like, we that, go not, you, you didn't like this when you if were you were named dick hyman you'd have to do great things to get past that and that's what he did you understand he made a soundtrack dick hollywood hyman. there's i mean all right so if you where are you what are you doing are you sitting down would you admit no that you picked it because his name was Dick Hyman. I can't believe you're saying this right now. After I fully roasted you, I roasted your ass before you even got here. Okay? Yeah, sure, sure. No, no, you sure, sure. I don't know. I'm, I'm scared of the. I'm scared now. Yeah, 
thought I would be. And I, I think that's an appropriate response emotionally. Okay. Tommy, what do you have to say to this man? Tommy, you've been awfully quiet. I, I thought it was so funny that you said, where are you? Like yeah, you were going to go yeah, beat his ass. <laughs> the man's got a family. Um, I, I did type in, just so you guys know, I googled Moonstruck soundtrack units sold because I feel like it's probably in the like 10,000 range like ever and it won't even tell me how, how many it sold. I feel like I have seen this on vinyl though in like the dollar bin in a record store. Which I can't believe the disrespect that's just really, spewing really out of him. You know, two days ago, two days ago, Jared, I ate something. And you know what happened to me? I started puking and having diarrhea at the same time. And that's a lot what your voice sounds like right now coming out of me. You know what I had to go on the floor? What do you think goes on the floor when you're shitting and vomiting at the same time? Hi, Joe. How's your darn good soup shirt? Is it what the? Intact? Yeah. And you know what? I brought one for a friend. You did? I remember. Yeah, I did. I did. I'm spreading the word of darn good soup, even though they don't give out samples. They may have closed. Did they close? Fuck. Why does everything fucking close? Yeah, a, a, a local, um, like a local, uh, like, you know, like landlord, like a bad, like slumlord guy got it closed down. Damn. They've been in a battle for a couple years and COVID finally did, did a bit. So. Darn good soup. <laughs> well, uh, listen, you know, I'm personally, I'm pissed at you, but, uh, you know, just for the respect of darn good soup, I'm happy to have a moment of silence. <laughs> oh, no. I do have one last question for you. What, funny. I'm not what happened to the moment of silence for darn good soup? <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. No, I'm not fine. <laughs> I want darn good soup moment of silence. That was like a few seconds. It's fine. Oh, okay. There anyway, we, we have it. For you, do you think it's fun? Was it funny? Yes or no? It's fine if you say no because you definitely would know better than me. That when I was listening to the soundtrack, each song sounded like it was it was getting ready to to be that that's a mori, but it just hang up the phone. That song, hang up the phone, funny. hang it up. Tell me to hang up the phone. Hang Jared. up the phone. I gotta let you go. Yeah, I gotta let him go. Gotta let him go. Okay. Time to go. I think I, think I have. Bye-bye. All right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, bye-bye. We needed the phone call to be long enough to track him. We had that okay. tracking device going where you need track. a full minute. Yeah. That went poorly. That went very poorly. <laughs> <laughs> I got to switch my speaker back or else I think it's going to fuck up the audio. It might have already. I have no idea. But here we go. That went very poorly. That was the most dramatic moment in Stand By Your Band history. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised. I thought I'd get a text right after that. Uh, that was that was radio gold, baby. <laughs> I love real. Where, where are you? <laughs> I can't believe the nerve of that man oh, to repeat his horrible take. <laughs> that was an interesting strategy after we had heard. The, the, <laughs> to take earlier, but listen, does, is he coming on all the time saying, "Oh, this didn't sell. We don't like them because they sound like genitals." Does he say that all the time for everybody? Yeah, every it. damn day. Yeah, been saying it, but every. <laughs> I don't like the Spice Girls. Scary Spice genitals. That's that's my impression of him. That's good. The guy, he's got a family. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, right. He's been <laughs> making that whole thing up. It's a facade. I'm never getting booked there again. And that's my <laughs> choice. <laughs> uh, what is darn good soup, by the way, for me oh. and the listeners? <laughs> uh, oh, Tommy. Did you never go to Darn Good Soup with me? It's, it's uh, a place in Bloomington. It was in Bloomington. It was on. It was I think like on Fourth and it. Uh, they it's the name is everything. It, they just had Darn Good Soup, mm. and it, they had some really good uh, veggie and vegan options. It was very healthy. It was so good too. Fifteen, probably fifteen soups. Yeah, at yeah. a time, and they cycled them out. Yeah, they it's at a time. They so they they have a limited menu, but they knock it out of the freaking park. Honestly, Hale and Hardy, it's like. What if Hale and Hardy cut the crap and just yes. said what they were? It's darn good Finally. soup. Finally, get rid of your fucking Hale. <laughs> stick and with can, the Hardy. Yeah, stick with the Hardy. And, and, and why don't you celebrate it a little bit? Yeah, exactly. We're trying to mm. dilute it. Honestly, <laughs> seems like you're th- talking about a storm. <laughs> I walked into a Hale and Hardy one time in my life, and I looked at the menu, and I got stressed out, and I walked right out of that Hale and Hardy. <laughs> It's too much going on. (laughs) It's too (laughs) stressful. I wish that uh, my favorite my favorite place is the head and the heart (laughs) heat. You get to listen to that uh, song. Yeah, Yeah. (laughs) I couldn't pull a single Uh, heart song. Is that them? Yeah. yeah. My favorite T-shirt is the Ed and the Hardy. You know what? I think we should wrap this up. <laughs> Let's do one, one last song and then we'll yes. get it. Oh, we, gotta take, we <laughs> yeah. forgot. I should. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to put a break before we call Jared. And then. Uh, oh, great. Yeah, yeah, people are going to need that. It gets pretty tense. Joe, do you have any break. pick for the final song? Mm, mm, um, I think that maybe I think you might need to be to have. It must be him. It's crucial to the plot. Okay, I agree. All right. Let's hear. It must be him. tell myself what's done is done I tell myself don't be a fool play the field have a lot of fun it's easy when you play it cool I tell myself don't be a chump who cares let him stay away that's when the phone rings and I jump as I grab the phone, I pray, <laughs> let it please be him, oh dear God, it must be him, it must be him, or I shall die, or I shall die, oh hello. It must be him. He'll put that Debbie Carl record, and then when he goes to bed, he won't touch me. That's paraphrasing, but you know that you get the you get the drift. Yes. Man. What a great song, and it disproves Jared's theory that it all is that's more. Yep. Mm-hmm. So truly, it's true. It's uh, I can't great. believe Jared's never going to get asked back to do this podcast after his behavior today. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it would honestly be embarrassing 
Yeah. All sides. If we yeah, I can't believe how contentious it got. This. It's all his fault. Can't believe it. <laughs> that, this him? has been a shockingly contentious episode. <laughs> of we knew when we had you on that it was going to be like this. We There's going to be a fight. <laughs> uh, we knew that it was going to get ugly. Yeah. We didn't know how ugly. And we didn't know, uh, you know, that it's so much blood be shed and so many friendships torn um but here we are and well, you know what? i hope here's what i say to the listener are you not entertained yeah <laughs> and here's what i say to the listener it's moonstruck <laughs> to paraphrase joe para yes, it is. uh i'm gonna go ahead and uh we, we have to we have to rate uh the playlist should we i feel like we should just go into it uh i'm gonna say perfect sure. score it, this was a great film. I I didn't know what to expect. I got to be honest. I thought this was a musical before today, and so watching it, I was very impressed with Cher. Like you said earlier, just had a great time watching this. And uh, what a, what a fun movie! It's it was great, and I liked the, the music. It put me in a nice little headspace. I'm going to listen to it when I'm walking around buying. Uh, what did you say? <laughs> Buying uh, like Jello or something? I'm gonna. I'm you could buy a little, maybe a slice of pecorino. When I'm buying that slice of pecorino, do you, now did you pick pecorino because it sounds like a genital, a genitalia <laughs> a little bit? Yeah, that's that's what I call the men's parts all the time. I said, let me get you a slice of pecorino. <laughs> um, can I do? Can I just say that you can walk by the house from Moonstruck? It's still up and it's like it's uh it's in brooklyn heights and it looks the same it's really cool well it's awesome i want to do when you know what i'm gonna make i'm gonna go out of my way to see those because i go to brooklyn heights to see the christmas lights every year <gasps> they have very nice christmas lights out there it's very it's quite a spectacle so i'll make a, a point of seeing the moonstruck home as well uh tommy what do you what do you rate this thing uh, i'm also i'm gonna go five forks i think um <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was great i'm just so happy i watched this movie this movie made me really happy and i had never seen it contrary to my own words and <laughs> beliefs <laughs> but i loved it and i think the soundtrack's great i enjoyed uh taking a little trip to the opera there with, uh, yeah. with old sharon yeah. nick and uh i had a great time and once again i did put on the glasses uh, yeah i just wanted to <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, I didn't, I didn't want to say anything because I didn't really, I didn't see it. But uh, yeah, this, I'm glad that you put them on. You had that speaker view going on, even <laughs> though you were the only one speaking. During. Yeah, the speaker view doesn't really apply here. I have been talking yeah. a lot. <laughs> I guess I, I guess it was on speaker view. <laughs> I guess it was on listener view. <laughs> uh, Joe, what, what, what do you rate this, uh, this, this playlist? Ten paws straight up. <laughs> yes, perfect. That's that's it. We did it. This has been a great episode. What do you want to plug, Joe? Yes, any plugs for today's show, Joe? I wanted to plug the comedy attic. I'll be performing <laughs> there. Pretty certain I'm on the on the cusp of getting booked at any moment, so I'll just be checking my email until then. But then I'll let you guys know when I'm up. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, let us know when your spot is. Mm-hmm. And, um, <laughs> we'll be over there. Uh, yes, Joe, you're the best. Thank you. You're the best. Yes. Thanks for having me. Oh. Great, great glasses, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Get on the Patreon. $3 a month for bonus episodes. Uh, we'll see you next uh, week on the show. Keep it crispy. Bye. <laughs>